What's good, everybody? This is Fraternal Football. I'm Cameron. I'm Zach. Hello. This is Cameron. This is Zach. And we're here, episode 28. We got madness all around. <laughs> we got dominoes falling. We got contracts signed. We got trades executed. And everything in between. It's a week before free agency. The draft is upon us, almost. Four more weeks, or so forth. Uh, new league year, next week, I believe. I got I got all these written somewhere, but the point is, is that there's a lot <laughs> going on. No time to be bored. Eyes on the news stream every day from here on out. Because you never quite know what is gonna happen. You wanna what? What, what was the, the the first domino to fall, Zach? I think the first domino, and uh, probably the one that kind of started the rest of them to fall, was Aaron Rodgers. Formally, unformally, who knows? But he agreed to an extension with the Packers. Uh, not only that, that led to Devontae Adams getting tagged. I think that was the first major domino to really shake up this free agency. Yeah, and the, the details are uh, a bit eye-popping, one might say. Four years, $200 million. That's a 50 annual average, the highest in the NFL, and I believe and definitely among quarterbacks, surpassing Patrick Mahomes' figure, uh, what, 48 or 45? A monumental amount of, of money thrown at that guy. And just, we it seemed like everybody was waiting on this one to happen. It was the thing that apparently triggered all else. As soon as this happened, everything started coming unraveled across the league. And, uh, yeah, it turns out Aaron Rodgers um, just wanted to be in constant news coverage. And he was staying all along. Uh, He even took over the combine for a day. Uh, Not sure what that's about, but (laughs) just wants to be in the news. And then, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think you were alluding to it. The next domino to fall. D, do you wanna do you wanna announce it or? Yeah, I spent the, the past day crying or so, but the <laughs> as a result of this move, uh, yeah. Russell Wilson, whomst I believe I said on, on this podcast was not going to move. And uh, Zach, I believe, said that he was, if I'm not mistaken. Was, was that what you said? Uh, did I say he wasn't going to move? I, I can't remember. I thought we disagreed on this one. Well, I, my, I think my way of thinking was more or less along the lines of uh, I didn't think Carol wanted to go through another rebuild. Hmm. But now that all this is happening, it makes me think, is this, pro- is this Pete Carroll's last year? 
I think yeah. that's kind of the big question over in uh, Seattle right now. Yeah. Not only We're- that, like, what the hell are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. And that is all to say Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Got the details right here. The Broncos got Wilson and a fourth. You know, don't don't waste that fourth rounder, Denver. You know, it could, could be important. No. Uh, Seahawks get two first rounders, two second rounders, a fifth, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. Basically getting back those uh those two first rounders for Jamal Adams, but worse. <laughs> uh a, a decent haul. Seems like uh they could have gotten even a little more, but not a terrible haul. But a lot of question marks, as Zach said, without a doubt. Namely, what the heck are they gonna do at the most important position? Quarterback. Is Pete Carroll out the door? They cut Bobby Wagner. Uh, that was their defensive centerpiece for the last decade. Uh, it, it is a, a a time of flux for Seattle, and I'll 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 say some uh, some things as a Raider fan. It was not a good day to be a Raider fan, but it was a abysmal day to be a Seattle fan. Uh, <laughs> unless you were a fan of just blowing things up. Yeah. There's always those people. Yeah, you know, I, you know, sometimes I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of those. Uh, it's it's fun to start fresh. There's always hope. <laughs> uh, as for the the Raiders, um, yeah, not 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 a good feeling to now know that you have the the fourth best quarterback in in the AFC West by a good margin, and that is to say there are arguably four top 10 quarterbacks in one division that's that's exciting as an nfl fan but not great when you realize that your team has the the uh the bottom feeder and that that's probably a harsh way of saying that that their car is good but not great and all the other quarterbacks are great <laughs> my my impulse uh the other day was uh that you know blow it up and shoot for a, a star quarterback in, in any of these drafts upcoming, but that that's perhaps a, an emotional mistake and a bit premature. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that is to say, uh, finally, um, I want all of the primetime spots for AFC West teams next season. We better get all of the primetime slots, all of them. Like I, I'm not saying some of them. I, I'm pulling a Ron Swanson. I'm saying that AFC West deserves all of the primetime spots next year <laughs> because we, we got the firepower. So should be a sweet one. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on Russell Wilson going to Denver. Uh there was a lot of links to Aaron Rodgers, we know, with Nathaniel Hackett going there. And everyone kind of thought he'd follow in Peyton Manning's footsteps. No one, I don't think anyone really saw this coming. 
Denver was one of those original teams, right? That Wilson said he would go to. I think if I, I can't, I, I can't remember for sure, but I, I believe it. Although I feel like it got lost and people might have wrote it off in favor of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I think Rodgers just kind of made more sense, especially with his offense coordinator going there. But Wilson fits Denver pretty well. Now, I mean, now that the trade's been made and I'm looking at it objectively, Denver's receiving core did not take a hit. I mean, yeah, they lost Noah Fant, but they kept the former pro bowler in Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. That I mean, their running back core still has Melvin Gordon. I think he's a free agent, but I, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to bring him back. Uh, Javante Williams, their offensive line is pretty solid. I mean, it's definitely better than what they had up in Seattle. The defense is relatively comparable to what they had in Seattle, minus uh, Bobby Wagner, but the secondary is miles better. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think this is a huge upgrade for Russell Wilson situation-wise. Yeah, Denver uh, is automatically a contender, and Wilson's back in the driver's seat. Definitely AFC West uh, has taken the crown as the hardest division, toughest, yeah. and uh, the NFC West and the AFC West, you know, it's uh, the West Coast teams. They're always in an arms, ra- arms race. Yeah, man, I'm and I, I'm getting a like PTSD from Peyton Manning 2012 flashbacks. <laughs> you know, I told myself, no, it's n- never again. You know, like, no, 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 it's not gonna happen. And uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> no, it's gonna be a uh, Russell Wilson spinning away from Max Crosby flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I can't can't wait as a football fan. Uh, can wait as a Raiders fan. Very and, bullish and the disappointing the part. One of the most disappointing parts is we don't even see the Fresno State reunion of Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. So it's not even like the Raiders could make a huge improvement because that was probably their biggest opportunity at a large leap. But that's out the door too. Yeah, you know, it's a it's an arms race, like for real in the AFC West. And uh yeah, it's not not ideal to be the the one sitting out. Uh, Devonte getting tagged was very necessary for the Packers, so I'm uh they they need to get that done. Uh, they apparently me and Zach disagreed on whether they would do that. I said they would, and he said they wouldn't. Uh, it it appears that the Packers took the uh tag and figure out the cap later approach, because the NFL cap is apparently a joke. And you could just move money around to call it different things and say it works. Um, but yeah, that that would have been great to have him on the on the Raiders or at least a chance. I know rumors abounded that he bought a house in Las Vegas and this and that. And I love picking up on those things because you never quite know, as we have now proven with the Russell to Denver news. Uh, you know. Sometimes facts are stranger than fiction. It's very true. Uh, Russell was not the only quarterback to get traded, though. Uh, we had Carson Wentz in back-to-back off seasons get traded. 
before the draft and back to back off seasons too. Um, this time to the newly christened, as Cameron said last week, uh, Commanders. <laughs> and not only does this reek of desperation for Washington, but it's actually kind of a good deal for Washington, even though it is kind of desperate. It's not mm-hmm. not the worst deal for them, really. If you look at what they had to give up, I mean, it, the Colts kind of gave up just as much. It feels like they get the Colts themselves gave up a second round pick. Um, I I don't see why for Washington, this isn't an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. I think it is, you know, mm-hmm. and definitely better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. They probably said, "Hey, we're not really going to get much better than what Carson Wentz is anyway." Not in the draft, especially at what they were, where they were drafting, and they still have that draft selection now. So, hell, dude, they can go for one of those top receivers, maybe pair him with uh, Terry McLaurin. Carson Wentz has Antonio Gibson in the backfield. That that actually kind of looks like a contender in that division, especially with that defense. Mm. Um, and now the Colts are kind of in no man's land, just like that. And uh, like all that. the while, all the while, they all they gained was a maybe future third round pick that might be a different round depending on conditions. Yeah, I got the details right here. Uh, Colts get twenty twenty two third round pick, twenty twenty three third round pick that can become a second. If Carson Wentz be, plays seventy percent of the plays this upcoming season, so not even a second round. Uh, so it's essentially a second. It's this a second. Year. Yeah, a twenty twenty two second. The Commanders get Wentz and a twenty twenty two second. So it appears that they just swapped places on their second round picks this year with a couple thirds, uh, one of which may, may become a second next year in the mix. So, not a high price for Washington. And Colts kind of in no man's land for peanuts, maybe. One could argue. Um, My rationale for this is that, you know, we all, everybody and their mom knew that Washington was so desperate. They were the one that you knew was going to swing for anything they could possibly get. Uh, They weren't going to get a marquee guy because nobody wants to go there. But maybe they get a mid-tier guy or someone that that other teams might settle for. That would be Carson Wentz. Uh, The rationale again was that I think Ron Rivera is going to get fired this year if they don't succeed like his seat's warm and he's clearly swinging for the fences to keep his maybe last head coach opportunity do you really go anywhere from here like we, we've seen the guys like dan quinn can go from the falcons flame out go to a good organization and be a coordinator and build up their stock and then get a head coach job elsewhere. But do you go to a bad organization and completely tank yourself and not get offers again? That could be the case. Um, And 
So yeah, you know, you could argue that rocking with Heineke and, and waiting for a quarterback is the logical way to go about this since there are no real gimmies this year and Wentz is, you know, plug and play and hope for the best in the short term. Uh, and that that's all well and good, but the NFL doesn't quite work like that. If you don't produce right away, you get fired. So this was a, a, a move out of desperation uh, for a, a desperate player in a desperate situation. And, uh, yeah, I don't think there's time to wait here. So Wentz, to me, seems ideal for a team that, like uh, Zach said, and I've said reeks of desperation. That would be the commanders. <laughs> I, I do want to add, uh, it, there might be a character concern with Alonso. I mean, we, we do know the reports in Philly, you know, wasn't a leader, didn't really work hard, not a first in, last out kind of guy, you know. I mean, I'm not, you don't necessarily have to be that guy and be successful, you know, but Definitely getting traded twice, especially in consecutive years, is uh, kind of alarming, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in, in any sport. I know we see this uh, with another kind of controversial star in Russell Westbrook in basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm making this comparison solely because Westbrook's been traded like back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back years. And it's because of that. What does what what's his value? Mm -hmm. His negatives don't always outweigh value. And I think Carson Wentz is kind of the NFL version of that. And he's kind of getting the hold on that label in the NFL as this kind of turnover prone yet solid starter. Um, but where does that leave him? I mean, yeah. that, that, that kind of means to me he's not going to be with the commanders for very long, right? Mm -hmm. Well, like what, what I said, I was I was actually talking to, to Rigo earlier. And by the way, that comparison holds up well. Um, the, we, we were, he was taking the logical route and I, and I was taking the, the way the NFL works route <laughs> to, to shorten it up. Uh, and he made excellent points on, you know, rocking with Heineke and doing all that. And that makes, I a hundred percent agreed with that. Uh, and he also made the point that it, it sucks because Washington's kind of wasting uh, a solid and cheap defense to quote him that keeps them in ball games. And um, he thinks they're not going to do that well with Wentz. I, I honestly don't think they're going to do that well either. I think, I think a mid, mid seven eight wins it sounds agreeable because washington's going to remain a train wreck because that's what bad franchises do they swing miss rinse and repeat um i hope he does well i hope he catches on somewhere i i also heard the character concern part in several articles and when you get traded over and over well, it just only lends credence to those sort of rumors that soon become or soon fester into facts, really. 
and yeah, all these all these moves seem pretty seem pretty connected. <laughs> it's like it, as soon as Aaron Rodgers drops, Russell Wilson drops. Next day, Carson Wentz drops. Who's next? Any ideas, Zach? Kirk Cousins, maybe. I think uh, the Vikings might be wanting to start over. I think Kirk Cousins guy who could uh, he makes a lot of sense for uh, Pittsburgh, maybe, or uh, Tampa. Perhaps Carolina. Yeah, Tampa's a no man's land. There's a lot of teams out there with uh, openings at quarterback and some solid wide receiving cores, uh, some pretty good running backs. You know, the team's ready to compete for the playoffs or at least compete within their own division. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is a uh, the best of the bunch. I mean, he ultimately he could be just too good for the Vikings to let go. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that could that's kind of saying a lot considering it's Kirk Cousins, but you know Jimmy G could be on the move. I know you mentioned earlier to me uh, off air we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Colts, and I like that fit a lot. Yeah, it I, it, it popped up immediately after uh, Wentz was traded. Immediately. You know, I, I think a, another guy that makes a lot of sense and fits there is Gardner Minshew, the backup. And, I mean, shoot, the Colts clearly are friendly with the Eagles and made deal with them last year, you know. They have a business relationship. Uh, Gardner <laughs> Minshew uh, apparently got along really well with the Colts coaching staff in the pre-draft process when he was being drafted, you know. Uh, he ultimately went to a division rival, but Nick Sirianni liked him so much. That's why he ended up on the Eagles. So there's a connection there. Uh, you know, I, I I just think there's a lot of options right now. And the Colts need to make a move. They need to make mm-hmm. a big move. So they, they're a team that might have to give up huge assets or a big player on their team. I don't know who that could be as of right now, but what about those uh, two thirds and one that could become a second for Jimmy? <laughs> I could see it. I could see. I could see the Niners saying, "Yeah, I don't." I think the Niners would love that. I I think that's a a lot for Jimmy G. I don't know the They'd one. Even... Uh, the one thing I will say is that in my head, Jimmy G to the Colts really fits that theme they've had lately for the last, I don't know, three years under Frank Reich that they plug and play any veteran with, you know, starting capabilities in and into their top 10 offense and, and hope for the best and then rinse and repeat. And Jimmy G kind of fits that mold. I definitely agree with that. Definitely. I mean, what they've they had a year with Jacoby Brissett. Then we had Philip Rivers. Then we had Carson Wentz, and now Jimmy G. I like the idea. Uh, it seems like a. At least uh, there, there's probably another week. Wait, let me see these deadlines here just to run it down real quick. Um, the franchise tag deadline was March 8th, uh, 4 p.m. New York time. 
the tampering period for free agency begins March 14th. Free agency begins March 16th at 4 p.m. New York time. So really all these potential moves have to happen or are most likely to happen. It all depends on roster guarantees and how money works and bonuses and this and that and whatever. By that March 14th, 16th time period. So really this week, keep your eyes peeled. Um, yeah, we even have uh, I, I don't hate the Kirk Cousins to Tampa move. I don't know how the money works on that, but you got to think that, you know, re-signing Godwin potentially, I don't know if they did they tag him. Uh, maybe Fournette, I think, might re-sign. They have most of the guys there. You, you feel that they're going to make a move, but what could that be? This is that time of year, you know, where you got to think outside the box. You know, these teams are looking at every angle, and they're they're looking at all options. You know, we we said the report last week that Washington was looking at forty two different options. I so believe they, that. I I mean, you know, I and they're not the only team that is looking at that many options. I can promise you that. So, they they struck on theirs there's going to be other teams that are going to strike on theirs. And I, I guarantee you a lot of uh, plans are already in action as we speak. A lot of trades are probably already in discussion. Um, and a lot of trades probably won't happen that are in discussion, but yeah, that's, that's the beauty of this time of year. And uh, I must say already it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, I heard even uh, Washington allegedly gave up or, or was prepared to give up three firsts for Russell. And <laughs> you got to imagine he vetoed that one right away. Oh, yeah. He had a no-trade clause, am I right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did. He, 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 he called the shot to, to Denver and uh, the, the shot heard around the NFL and the AFC West in particular. Um, yeah, there's uh, what, even Jordan Love on the move is now the immediate speculation as well. What do you, what do you think uh, is going to come up, come of that Zach? I know we somewhat disagree on that. Jordan love to me. I think uh, his value is only going to decrease by him sitting uh, as he gets older, you know, he's, he's a developmental guy. And I think that that's becoming less of a sit and watch and more of a play and see what you can do. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what the developmental prospects are these days. Uh, I mean, Trey Lance got a little bit of field time. He's kind of that guy, but um, clearly Jimmy G is pretty established. Uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers is very established. So Jordan Love wasn't going to get any playing time. So it's just time to see him play, see what he can do. I think his value is not going to be any higher than it is now. And the longer you wait, the less the team gets to take advantage of that rookie deal, the less appeal he has, especially meaning he doesn't have a lot of experience yet, you know? So if I'm a team like the Panthers, like, the Colts, like, um, let's see, uh, there's there's a lot of teams out there right now. 
that what, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of teams that could take a swing on a young guy. You know, I think Jordan Love fits, uh, especially in Pittsburgh, actually like to fit a lot. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers kind of has a good relationship with that uh, team. And from what I know, he actually kind of has a good relationship with Jordan Love. So that could be maybe in the works as a mutual beneficial thing for both of them, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There, there's a lot There's a lot of things to work around this time of year, but I think he's a guy could definitely be on the move. Yeah, it, it appears that, that that eventually will be the case. It is only a matter of when. My initial thought was maybe more pragmatic that his value is arguably at an all-time low after not playing much than playing once and flopping horribly. And that perhaps the Packers will take the wait-and-see approach and not rush into a decision maybe next year. Though, I will say now with some additional thought, I, I will entertain the idea that you could move this year. I, it is oh, apparently nothing is outside the realm of possibility as of late, and that cannot be discounted. The ability for Jordan Love to be sent elsewhere. I agree with the possibilities that Zach mentioned on where he could go. And hey, I mean, well, he's got two years left on his contract. Not a bad uh, deal yeah. for someone willing. Maybe to three. Maybe he has three. that uh, fifth-year option. Yeah, I mean, and even say he goes next year, you got another year and a fifth-year option. So we've seen that happen with the Panthers picked up Darnold's. And, yeah, I don't – maybe you wouldn't get as much for love right now. Maybe you get more from later. Maybe you get less later. The Packers, it's really up to them to figure out his value quick because a lot's going down. A lot has gone down, and a lot will go down. We still have several guys in the mix. We have whoever is going to settle for the free agent quarterbacks. We have draft. We have possibilities and possibilities ahead um not a great free agent class too by the way but Jameis may be the best one and I think we me and Zach both agrees he's going to go back to New Orleans where he built about as much value as he could have in a short time frame and then uh not sure where all this uh Trubisky hype is coming from other than his own camp probably is puffing him up. Most likely. <laughs> it's like, yo, when you hear rumors this time of year, you really got to go to, okay, who is this benefiting? And then that's probably who's spreading that rumor. <laughs> uh, no, no, tr- sorry, Trubisky. Uh, I, I don't want to see you start on the team. You could be a really great backup and, you know, collect your checks and never get any heat anymore. You've gotten plenty already. I, I think that's where he should be too. That's that's yeah. the niche he, he should stay at. 
Well, people hold him in pretty high regard, too. Well, he's a high-character guy, from what I understand. That He could pull a Chase Daniel, and we'd all love it. He is uh, – he made the playoffs twice. He's definitely better than Chase Daniels, but – No, I mean that current role, though. Chase Daniel played, what, like one game? Other than that, he collects checks. He doesn't stand out in a bad way. That's oh, yeah, no, We all regard I, him I well. I, I just mean I, – I get – Trubisky has those physical tools. I, I I agree he should stay as backup. That's that's where he's best. And I I think he's kind of similar to a guy like Mariota, where there there's those uh physical traits. Trubisky's more of a he kind of has a his his arms not the best, but it got some zip to it and he has some wheels. He's just uh, lacking in the accuracy department. Mariota as well, you know, he has his traits. And those are guys that are probably better suited as backups, but might get looks as starters. Gardner Minshew, again, he's a guy who's probably more of a bridge quarterback or a backup, quality backup. But the guys that are going to get looks at being a starter this offseason – there's just a lot of uh, openings around the league right now. Mm. And there, there's a lot of guys with potential. You know, that's the, the key word and the, the trap word, if you will. It makes the, the NFL world go around this time of year. <laughs> this is the word potential. <laughs> uh, speaking of um, potential guys who will potentially get extensions but not quite yet we got some guys they got tagged franchise tag that is now there are two different types of tags i'm not going to go into that point is it's a one-year deal it's usually a pretty inflated figure actually i have some of the figures here for example the highest is quarterback the tag is 29.703 million dollars for one year the lowest is a kicker or punter at five point two two million. So and everything falls in between. Not too many guys got tagged this year. Uh Bengals tagged Jesse Bates. The Browns tagged Najoku. The Cowboys did actually tag Dalton Schultz. And the Packers Adams Jacksonville tagged Cam Robinson. Chiefs tagged Orlando Brown. Dolphins Mike Gesicki. The Patriots did not tag J.C. Jackson. And the Buccaneers did tag Chris Godwin. I believe that is all of them. Any surprises or standouts on, on your end, Zach? Definitely uh, the New England not tagging J.C. Jackson. Um, I, I They probably love McDuffie, just like I love McDuffie's fit with them. No, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, but... It, that's crazy. They traded away Stephon Gilmore, and uh, I know Bill is a wizard when it comes to DBs. I know they traded for Sean Wade last year. He's more of a name with Ohio State than he is actually substance at the NFL so far. But I don't know. We'll see. The The Patriots always seem to pull something out of their hat, you know? Hey, they've um, done it with uh... For those of you that have seen uh, Man in the Arena, Lawyer Malloy, 
back in the day to Buffalo, and that we saw how that worked out for New England. Um, it, that that definitely stands out to me. Uh, Mike Gesicki getting uh, tagged. I think he kind of had a case of being tagged as a receiver. Uh, I'm kind of surprised he didn't get an appeal for that. There might be an appeal for that. He might not mm-hmm. sign that tag. That might be I one to uh, look out for. Um, there was there was one more. You said I. Uh, what were the first couple? It was uh, th- this is the one that I, I'm I'm guessing that you're stuck on. Was it Cleveland and Najoku? That that was a surprise to me. That was definitely a surprise to me, especially being he is their second tight end. Mm. And the cap figure is about eleven million, rounding up. Yeah. Yeah. Not oh, not really also, sure what their rationale was. Jacksonville tagging Cam Robinson for the second year in a row. I don't know if the franchise tag figure changes for that. I'm pretty sure it does, uh, right? It's sixteen point six six two. I believe it goes up because it was based on the average of what the top 10 or so guys, I I might be mistaken. I know it's an average of some figure. And if you tag someone that height, that raises average. So. Yeah. So that's his second year in a row. Um, Yeah. Njoku definitely biggest uh, kind of wow. Also, that three tight ends got tagged. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, next year is definitely not the year to tag a tight end, is what that means. <laughs> yeah, the forewarning on that. <laughs> but it also means next year is probably a great year to need a tight end in free agency. Um, and the three that did get tagged are are pretty good. Najoku definitely uh, the lesser of the three. I I, th- I think he brings a lot to the table. You know, he's a pretty solid blocker in Cleveland scheme, and he has a lot of athleticism, but he hasn't really stood out, especially I think he was a late first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, they repl- they kind of replaced him with Austin Hooper, bringing him in from Atlanta. You know, he has has his moments here and there, but $11 million uh, for what he brings to that team, I kind of would have rather them see them go in a different direction. I don't know. Maybe uh, they're just trying to keep as many weapons around Baker and they're going to draft the guy. Mm. But I I was kind of hoping they'd bring in maybe a different guy, a different weapon just let Njoku walk and uh, give Baker a new guy, a fresh face to throw to, you know, well, you, that's how you really build chemistry and see what kind of targets you're best with, you know, um, clearly him and Njoku didn't really pop in the past. And that's kind of why Austin Hooper became the number one guy there in the first place. So it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, the, but, the Joku one doesn't really click with me either. I I maybe this is either one of two things, and I think it's the second. 
uh, it's either one that in hindsight, this is going to make sense based on other moves they're going to do. Or two, they're tagging and there's not much else to it because the Browns don't really are one of those organizations that time and time again don't make sense because they're dysfunctional and they still are. And Najoku was has always been one of those guys simultaneously that you really want to see more from that you feel like you haven't seen as much as what you thought you could but also that we've i think everyone has been projecting like free Najoku send him somewhere else where he could be utilized better at the same time and so that one's confounding i just don't get it cam robinson for the jaguars i, I also that caught my eye not only because it was really under the radar, I, I had to look this up to see who got tagged to realize that he got tagged because it got buried in all the other news. But also because the figure is $16 million for really a tackle that you could not say more than is serviceable. But maybe just that they don't know what else to do like they just have to make a move to make sure they don't get worse on that front i, I can't see them sticking long term but maybe they just want them for another year and then yeah we expected uh godwin uh no surprise orlando brown no surprise on adams no surprise on bates um New England? Yeah, like I said, this is kind of a trust move. You got to trust that Bill knows what he's doing. Kind of like the lawyer Malloy thing. That he's making a move that's best for the team. Although, it, it, correct me if I'm mistaken, the Patriots kind of always have that number one corner guy and they don't really deviate from that, but now they have. You know, they, they Bill usually has his go-to guy. Maybe... As Zach said, McDuffie is in that mix. Otherwise, they're left with who? That guy from the Eagles? Mills? Is that it? <laughs> Back there? <laughs> yeah, Jalen Mills. Yeah, uh, that's not quite inspiring. But <laughs> J.C. Jackson is going to be counting stacks cash in about a week or so. Absolutely. I expect that to drop real fast. Uh, the only... I've also heard that the Gesicki thing, the, the wide receiver argument, uh, I also heard that they could alternatively argue that he was used as a receiver in the old scheme, and now that they have a new coach, that they're not going to do that, is what I heard. That seems like a cop-out. But it might it might hold water in that argument, or hold weight, not water. Um, finally, Dalton Schultz is notable because of the now 
surfacing Amari Cooper's situation that they may trade and trade and or trade or cut Amari Cooper. And so tagging Dalton Schultz in light of that potential news seems like the reasonable thing to do. Uh, what are do you have any thoughts on on Amari Cooper? What's gonna become of that situation, Zach? I know that he's owed substantial money, and the deadline is next week. He has bonuses and incentives and this and that. Do you think he's going to be cut, traded? Where where might he go? Well, the rumor is he's gonna get cut. I I'm kind of surprised. It seems like they just paid him. I know they drafted CD Lamb, and they probably weren't wasn't weren't expecting him to be this good. Uh, but to me, tagging Schultz, letting Gallup walk, and cutting Cooper doesn't really exactly strike me as a great plan. It kind of cuts the receiving core in half, and it it kind of keeps the the least desirable parts of it. If you if you ask me, um, I I would try to keep Cooper if I'm Dallas. You know, I, if if they really have no other options financially, if that's how, what they got to do to make the cap work, I guess uh, do everything they can to try to keep Michael Gallup at the very least, if that's possible. Maybe releasing Cooper allows them to retain retain Gallup, but. I, I it just kind of seems like one of those stories that came out of nowhere, but usually when things like that pop up, they tend to have some merit. So uh, might be something to keep on keep an eye on. Yeah, he signed a a five year, hundred million contract in just twenty twenty, and it's only been two years, so not even halfway through that contract. And we get this news break. Um, yeah, his twenty million salary for this year becomes fully guaranteed on March twentieth. That would be the fifth day of the new league year. And yeah, releasing him would save sixteen million of that against the cap. We all know he had a bit of a down year. He didn't crack a thousand yards. Uh, he did post career highs last year, at least in receptions for sure. He's still a very effective wideout, Demari Cooper. But you can't help but at least I can't help but be struck by the fact that now this would be another team souring on him. And granted, the Cowboys Raiders are not top-tier stellar organizations currently. They're not in the same breath as the Ravens, Packers, Patriots type deal. But for those kind of teams to those second-tier or you know not elite organizations to sour on a player like that, I, I keep hearing that he's not like um, what a uh, high character guy maybe is that what it is it, it's it's got to it's something uh, that maybe he's just not all in is what it i is, keep hearing uh, for sure 
the second team that would be moving on from him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, it seems for us like a similar reason, like it, it, it was hard to not think that there was something on left unsaid when the Raiders traded him. And now it seems like that thing that was left unsaid is now being vocalized quite loudly with the Cowboys because everything with the Cowboys gets put up on a platform and someone, you know, with a mega horn shouts it out to the whole world figuratively, but you get what I mean (laughs) is that we hear it loud and clear from anywhere in the NFL and Amari Cooper. It it seems like honestly is going to be cut because I don't know what the incentive would be to trade for him if you have to rework that whole deal rather than scrap it and pick up a new one. And especially because Cowboys save so much of the cap, they only take, what, a $4 million cap dead hit? They'll take that any day. And, yeah, it seems like that maybe the teams are getting their contract offers ready for potentially signing him, and then as soon as he's cut and that all goes down, then they swoop in. But it, it is hard. It's hard not to keep thinking about, you know, maybe this guy isn't one of those guys that you can go to war with over the course of multiple NFL campaigns and really have as your core, one of your core guys. And that's what at least he was thought to be or or pictured to be he, he's got gobs and gobs and gobs of talent he's still a great receiver but there there's something there's something missing some of the uh intangible variety yeah um i i, I just I, I don't know whether it's a character thing or not. He is a very talented receiver. Dak it definitely doesn't play the same without him, whether he has CD or not. Um, maybe that, that kind of is a way to push Dak to improve himself by uh, getting rid of Cooper. But the Cowboys should definitely try to at least keep him or Gallup, one of the two. Uh, or it could be could be looking a little uh, little raw in that receiving group. Well, thin. Uh, well, yeah, well, thin. Um, well, any other topics you want to discuss, man? Or uh... Uh, just you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Mike Williams to the Raiders now. <laughs> yeah. I already was gonna get tagged, and uh, I guess he didn't. So, yeah, hopefully, uh. That arms race is heating up. This this feels like uh like the AFC West is gonna be a war zone next year yeah. like, for the foreseeable My, future. Mike Williams, uh I think he's he's gonna stay in that way. I I, I think uh whether he got tagged or not. Um he's also not a guy to me who has really truly popped off. He's kind mm-hmm. of a solid number two. I don't know, uh at this rate, I am entertaining various ideas <laughs> and possibilities, uh, including a Mari Cooper reunion. Uh, that that could be interesting. 
that that could happen. I, I see it. I mean, if the Raider, it, it, if the Raiders think that they can get a guy in the draft and they have a guy they really really like, then they might do that. But hey, I don't think so. Or at least we didn't project them to. <laughs> we yeah. we we have to completely, not completely, but. All these moves this week are just obliterating our mock draft. Immediately, oh, our mock our draft, draft is completely messed it, up. It's trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's busted this way and that. It, it, it's like it's like you you threw it out of a moving car on the freeway and it's got beat up and and kicked around a lot. It, it's it's toast. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to be doing another one pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, which makes it all the more exciting. And uh, we will have updates on that <laughs> when all the all the dust settles. Uh, with that, guys, uh, catch you next week. For sure. And, and also, don't forget, because I, I always talk after Zach says catch you next time, uh, leave us a five-star review. On Spotify oh, or yes. Apple, yeah, all that we we do obsessively keep track of those, and uh, yeah, catch us on Twitter soon. Definitely, you can currently catch us on Instagram at Fraternal Football Podcast. Um, got websites coming along. We're on like nine different streaming platforms we got stickers almost coast to coast not really but in multiple states uh, am i forgetting anything zach i think you got it cool yeah i have i have a a thing to cover me if i do forget but yeah that's all i got <laughs> all right with that guys <laughs> Peace. Peace. This episode is brought to you by HowToPest. Go to howtopest.com for your pest control needs. They're absolutely crushing it. What are you waiting for? This has been Fraternal Football. Cam and Zach signing off.